0: Hey everyone, it's Jasmine from Jasmine's Astrology, but you can call me Jay. And for today's episode, I'm going to chat about the astrology of July 1st through July 7th. But first, if you do enjoy these forecasts, please make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. It's super helpful and it's super free. And if you want to support my work further, you can always check out my website, jasminesastrology.com for consultations and other astrology offerings. And for any and all of the transits I talk about in this episode, you can always personalize them further by looking at the houses these transits are taking place in. And for more info on what the houses represent, like what even does that fifth house mean? What's the 12th house all about? Well, check out the show notes because you can grab a free copy of my houses PDF that has all the topics, all the themes for each and every house. Okay let's dive into this first week of july july 1st right up front there are three transits and they're all very much of a piece we have the sun mercury and jupiter all interacting at nine degrees of their respective signs the sun and mercury from cancer jupiter from taurus And so while they'll each have their own flavor, they are going to influence each other quite a bit. And it's quite a nice and uplifting influence as well. All three of these transits are pretty positive, pretty supportive. And I think this makes for a great start to the month of July. There's only one aspect in this first seven days that is going to be a little rocky, a little chaotic. We've got a beautiful full moon in Capricorn awaiting us. Uh, But yeah, let's dive in to this first day, July 1st. So at 1.05 a.m., Mercury will conjunct the sun in Cancer at 9 degrees, as I mentioned. So this is a Mercury Kazemi. That's always a time of insights, breakthroughs, those aha moments. We are gaining clarity. We're seeing something from a new perspective. And this could be related to the topics and relationships that are specific to your cancer house, uh, or they might be about cancer themes in general. So you know we might see that information supports connection or that information supports safety and security you know that information piece coming from the mercury of it all as well as this you know idea that when mercury is in the heart of the sun it has access to the sun's wisdom it has access to these insights and ideas and little pieces of understanding. And then that information supports cancer themes like connection, safety, security, or the better understanding that we get from something feels very nourishing on kind of a a deeper soul level. We might learn something about our family or our loved ones. We could be coming into a fuller understanding about something to do with our daily routines or our eating habits, you know, integrating the fact that cancer is ruled by the moon. And so we are looking to daily rhythms, routines, habits, the physical body. And speaking of the moon ruling over this aspect, the moon will be in Sagittarius all day on July 1st, which is a very big picture kind of energy. And in that way, it feels very different from the detail-oriented and sort of nitty-gritty loving Mercury. But maybe this is a day when we see how all the small details of something come together to create the big picture. You know, maybe we have a moment of clarity where we realize a missing detail that's really needed to bring everything together. Or maybe we just start to see the big picture a little differently. This Kazimi does mark the halfway point between retrograde cycles. So just something to keep in mind. The next retrograde isn't until late August, but I always find it's good to know in advance where we're at on the Mercury retrograde sort of schedule, uh, cycle schedule, you know, so you can plan things in advance, you can schedule the Mercury Mercury-related things at a good time before we like hit the shadow period and all that good stuff. Now, anytime Mercury is this close to the sun, we can find ourselves a little bit in our heads, not necessarily in a bad way. But it's definitely more of an internally focused energy. You know, Mercury is hidden by the sun. And so our thoughts and our ideas are being kept within for the time being. This is always a great day to have a notebook handy uh, so you can jot down the ideas and the breakthroughs and those, you know, bursts of clarity that are coming through, or just to spend more time journaling if that's your thing. You know, if you have a daily journaling practice tack on an extra 20 minutes or do it twice in that day or whatever works for you. So then same day 3:10 a.m. Mercury in Cancer will sextile Jupiter in Taurus still at that 9 degree mark. And with Jupiter's ability to expand, this just serves to open the mind even further. It feels very much like a day when we're finding solutions. Our mindset can be very positive under this aspect. It might provide a little uplift and boost to our mental health. It's very hopeful and inspiring. Like maybe we just feel a little bit better about life under this aspect, a little more optimistic about what the future holds, even if the future is just the weekend ahead. This aspect really feels like words of encouragement, and a pat on the back to just keep on keeping on, keep doing your best, keep trying. It's like a little acknowledgement that you're just, you're on the right path, so to speak. There is a possibility for making supportive and encouraging connections thanks to the sextile configuration here. However, I think, you know, with the planets being in earth and water signs, I kind of feel like these might be previously established connections that are providing some kind of support. This isn't necessarily going to be helpful for new connections. Not that it would be you know, detrimental for new connections, but if we were looking at this from, if this was happening between fire and air signs, that more extroverted energy, I would say, oh yeah, making new connections for sure. But something about that earth and water coming together, it's like These are people that we already know. These are foundational to us in some way. Like I said, like previously established connections. So, not that it won't be helpful for newer connections, but it feels more like it's reaffirming in some way for the bonds that are already meaningful to us. There's definitely an energy here of exchanging ideas that can really open our minds and take us to new places. Or maybe having really helpful and supportive conversations, learning something really meaningful from another person, or maybe discussing future opportunities with someone like perhaps a partner or a best friend or a family member. You know, again, that mix of earth and water definitely suggests something foundational being formed. Like the combination of these elements is just so great for. of commitment and growth. You know, just think about earth and water coming together to create mud, right? And like the sticky and solid nature of that. It'll also be pretty helpful for studying and learning. And I think maybe especially for retaining information, it might be like a right place, right time kind of thing in terms of retaining information or, or learning, you know, that key piece of information. But again, with the earth and the water combination, and then with Mercury getting wisdom from the sun, and then Jupiter enhancing and expanding our mental process, it just feels like a good time to immerse yourself in something that you do want to understand more fully and just really be able to soak it all up. And then finally, on July 1st at 625 a.m., the sun in Cancer will also sextile Jupiter and Taurus still at that nine degree mark. And this is very much about self-confidence, self-belief, about shining your whole entire self into the world without pause, without worry. It is an ability to take up the space that's rightfully yours. I'm not talking about towering over someone or, or shutting someone else out, but just about standing tall and feeling a sense of belonging within your own body. It's a very hopeful and celebratory energy. It's elevating and expansive. It's vitalizing. It definitely suggests growth and opportunity and even a bit of luck you know, more of that right place, right time kind of energy. Today definitely feels like the day that you say yes to things, even if it's just a solo adventure. But there is this thing of like, by putting yourself out there on July first, insights and breakthroughs and opportunities and positive developments are probably going to come your way that much easier. Again, even if only in just sort of subtle ways. Like with this sun sextile Jupiter specifically, it's kind of like putting yourself out there is rewarded with a better sense of self-confidence, a deeper belief in your ability to do whatever it is that you decided to go for. It's a day when trusting your instincts, especially based on those aha moments from the Mercury Kazemi, has a much greater potential to really pay off. It could inspire some leadership qualities. The sun is very much about leadership and Jupiter is very much supporting and encouraging that. And it definitely carries on the energy of learning and expanding the mind, but with more of a focus on the self and the expansion of our understanding of who we are and even what we're sort of ready for in life. So yeah, like I said, it's such a nice way to start the month, just a really positive and uplifting vibe. And on the technical side of things, there's a nice quality of, I don't really know what to call it, but like understanding between the planets, because it's not really reception, which you've probably heard me talk about before, but like the moon, which is ruling over the sun and Mercury and Cancer, is in Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is currently in Taurus, a sign that the moon is exalted in. And then Jupiter is exalted in Cancer. So there's like an added little boost to its interactions with planets in that sign. So, you know, Mercury and the sun being in Cancer. But, you know, Cancer, Sagittarius and Taurus, or sorry, Cancer and Sagittarius and Taurus and Sagittarius don't connect via any aspect. So there's no technical reception here, but it does still nevertheless feel like there's kind of a flow that's just like a little bit of extra positivity and support. All right. So moving on to July 2nd at 1035 AM, Venus in Leo will square Uranus in Taurus at 21 degrees. This is the kind of intense, kind of crunchy aspect for the week. It's a totally different vibe than the day before. It's definitely not the trickiest aspect ever. You know, Venus is involved and Venus is one of our benefics. Um, but it is a square configuration and we are contending with Uranus. So it could be a little intense, a little hectic. Um, Venus right now is also moving slower as it approaches the retrograde degree. You know, it's already in the shadow phase, which started back on June 19th. So this is a part of leo that venus will be revisiting in the coming months so definitely a good day to pay attention to whatever friction or tension does arise because we might be navigating it all again in a little while um though with you know the a little bit of uh, a little bit of experience because once we get to it a second time or, or once venus comes back to this territory Uh, during the retrograde will have already been here. So we'll, we'll know the lay of the land. But anyways, this square aspect does speak to a feeling of boredom or restlessness when it comes to regular patterns and routines within relationships or within the ways that you feel pleasure, within the ways that you experience leisure. You know, the same old, same old just isn't doing it for us under an aspect like this. And there is a desire to shake things up. Um, Although it may not necessarily present in that way, it might just feel like we're being restricted by our interactions with others or that we're being limited somehow by our connections or that we're not able to access the kind of pleasure and leisure that we feel we really need. This desire might come out of the blue in some way that is Uh, Uranus's typical fashion. Um, So like you may quite suddenly realize that something just isn't working for you and you'll feel like change needs to happen immediately. But it could also be that you've had like a little nagging feeling for a while. And then under this aspect, it just becomes a thing, you know, that you're no longer able to subdue. Uranus always brings about developments that are unexpected, some of which might be welcomed surprises, while others will just be frustrating and possibly even quite shocking. You might have plans that get derailed. Um, Someone might do something that feels really out of character and it might be hard for you to sort of adjust to that action. But, you know, you might also be the person doing something that seems out of character to others, but on the inside, it feels really great for you. And again, that might come out of left field, but it might come uh, from a longer term feeling of not being fully seen and wanting to be more fully seen and acknowledged and witnessed. Like, we can't forget that Venus is in Leo right now, where there is very much an invitation to embrace all that you are, express all that you are, um, and that's very much emphasized with a planet like Uranus that is constantly seeking greater authenticity, most often through freeing ourselves from norms and expectations, um, and you know by allowing ourselves to. Think and live outside of what's typically accepted. Now, this could also play out as a push to make adjustments between the Leo and Taurus house topics in your chart. Right now, those topics and themes are working a little bit at cross purposes. And the goal is to really figure out how to move forward in a way that increases that freedom and that authenticity and that allows for new experiences to be had. Uranus always helps us to shake off the stagnant energy and get things moving, but it can feel really chaotic and quick and like a whirlwind almost like while it's happening. So allowing for flexibility and spontaneity is always ideal when navigating uranus transits especially when it's w- within a square where things can feel kind of tense and and full of friction so like allowing a little bit of space to navigate whatever surprises and shocks might come your way can be really helpful next day july 3rd at seven forty a.m we have the capricorn full moon at 11 degrees And as always, a full moon is about illumination and insight. It's about seeing something clearly or from a new perspective. It's about a kind of a peak point or culmination. And for this full moon in particular, it could be useful to think back to December 23rd, 2022, which was just a few days after the December solstice when we had our new moon in Capricorn. Because this full moon might see something from back then coming into fruition or reaching a kind of height in its overall story. You know, you can look at these lunar cycles from new moon to full moon uh, in terms of like each sign. So the six months in between and kind of what journeys you've taken, what stories have been. Present for you during that time. And that Capricorn new moon, I think, was a special one given how close it was to that solstice point. And it was the last new moon of uh, 2022. So I know it was a big one for intention setting, not just for the month ahead, but for the next six months, like from solstice to solstice, and also um, for the year ahead in general. So, yeah, this full moon might be a particularly important part of. Whatever story or journey began six months ago. Now, given that this full moon is ruled by Saturn, which tends to bring a very practical and serious energy to the lunations that it rules over, um, and that can be very helpful for being made aware of certain limits and realities. Saturn is very good about making our structure very clear. And with Capricorn and Saturn, we have things spelled out very clearly for us. You know, the facts are all laid out for us to see. And though that can be very sobering and a little bit somber sometimes because it's it's not really an energy of like fantasizing and dreaming. It's like, here's here's the reality of the situation. So, you know, it's it's not necessarily the most pie in the sky type of thing, but like, It is, you know, it's like, this is what's what. And now that you know exactly what's what, you can make better decisions and choices moving forward. You know where to focus your attention and how to allocate your energy and resources. And like I said, Saturn and Capricorn being so good about structure, this full moon, you know, under this full moon, we might come to understand something about our boundaries. All that light from the moon might help us to see some cracks in our boundaries, or maybe even where things are too tightly constricted. And speaking of all that light from the moon, all that light that it's taking in from the sun and really illuminating those Capricorn houses, uh, which have just recently welcomed back longtime guest Pluto. And though Pluto will be a fair distance from the moon at the time of this full moon, there still could be something in here that helps us to better understand the unfinished business of Pluto's transit through Capricorn. All in all, this is a very grounded, practical, tangible, mature type of full moon. And with that recent sextile to Jupiter, uh, excuse me, the recent Saturn sextile to Jupiter, you know, we might still be working on taking some really grounded leaps, some really big steps to create more solid foundation from which to leap even higher. And so maybe something about those steps that we've already taken uh, or the next steps on that path might become better illuminated for us. And then finally, for this week on July 7th at 1255 AM, Mercury in Cancer will sextile Uranus in Taurus at 21 degrees. Now, this is happening at the same degree as the Venus-Uranus square back on July 2nd. And although Mercury is coming at this from Cancer rather than Leo, it does feel like a bit of a follow-up or a continuation of sorts. It's almost like the mind is now catching up with what the body and the spirit were already feeling. Like now with Mercury in the mix, we might be able to better express why those patterns and routines and behaviors that we came to understand were making us feel limited and restricted and inauthentic back on the second, like why they were making us feel that way to begin with. Or perhaps this is where we get some kind of breakthrough surrounding the events on July 2nd. You know, that square with Uranus and Venus was much less movable and flexible, given that they're happening in those fixed signs. Uh, and, and this, you know, coming, it's not just between fixed signs, it's a sextile, which is much more Cooperative and helpful than a square. So, this is a lot more flexible. And so, hopefully, this is where some of that tension maybe starts to release. And if so, it's probably going to come at a really fast pace, thanks not only to how quickly Mercury moves, but the inherent sudden nature of Uranus. And again, this is also a sextile rather than a square. So, there's cooperation, and it's almost as though we're able to wrap our heads around how we were feeling, making it that much easier to move forward. We may find that we are working through certain mental blocks or certain fears because we are able to see things now from a different perspective, from outside of the box in a sense. We're definitely finding solutions through trying a different approach you know, by breaking patterns and getting outside the comfort zone, we are able to free our minds and allow ourselves to see alternative and even unconventional ways forward. Now, this is still Uranus that we're talking about. So unexpected developments and surprises are still very much on the table. But again, with that sextile, the energy is a lot more supportive and so these surprises might be quite welcomed, and actually, uh, what helps us to move in a direction that we've been really wanting to move in, or a direction that is much better than what we're doing now. Like as I said before, Uranus always helps to get things moving and and help us, you know, break free of sort of stagnant energy. The one caveat really is that Mercury is combust the sun. That just means that it's within 15 degrees of the sun, which is a weakened state for planets to be in. You know, if you think about the actual planets up there in the sky, anything that close to the sun would be invisible, right? Like outshone by the sun's rays. And so, Mercury might be missing a few details being in that sort of weakened state, and that could really add to the surprise and shock factor uh, from Uranus. As always, flexibility and keeping a mostly open schedule is ideal for uh, navigating Uranus transits. Okay, everyone. That's what I've got for you this time around. Let me know in the comments if you have any questions about this week's forecast. Let me know how June's astrology played out for you or maybe what you're looking forward to in this first week of July. What are you doing for this beautiful full moon? I would love to hear all about it. You can drop a comment below if you're watching on YouTube or send me a DM on Instagram at Jasmine's Astrology. And thank you all so much for listening. And until next week, I'll catch you in the cosmos.